I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So today I wanted to remind you guys that with the heat, today's episode is going to be a lot about the heat wave, that hydrating is more important than ever. It is a perfect time to stock up on Liquid IV, the product that helps your daily water go further. I use it every day, you guys. We have a 20% off code where you can get your whole purchase on a discount. Simply use code DUJOUR, that's D-U-J-O-U-R, at checkout to get 20% off your Liquid IV, the hydration multiplier. Also, I said this yesterday as well, but I wanted to say it one more time. If you are a listener in Ireland, will you email me? Our audience is growing like wildfire there, and I would love to know how you heard about us and buy you a coffee. You can find my email in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. So for our first mini story actually our only mini story, I wanted to let you guys know that Euphoria actor Angus Cloud has been pronounced dead at age 25. He played the beloved character Fez. My heart is totally broken. There is no official cause of death yet, but it is suspected to have been an overdose. We'll definitely keep you guys posted. So for our first story today, it's kind of an expansion on a previous story we touched on. And actually, that's what the next story is as well. But I wanted to circle back to cheerleading being part of the Olympics. So cheerleading is forever changed with the announcement that they would be welcomed into the Olympic family. Because of cheerleading's origin story as a kind of sideline activity for other sports, it was technically registered as an extracurricular on college campuses rather than a sport. And that lasted well into the early 2000s, really like past 2010 on into the 2010s. This meant that there was really only one major competition for cheerleaders to, you know, sort of culminate to. It was the NCA College Nationals. And this was a competition that was actually held privately by a privately owned company. And they obviously liked this delineation because they made money off of cheerleading not being recognized as a sport. But times are a changing, y'all. After Netflix's docuseries Cheer demonstrated the insane athletic abilities, it was clear these kids are talented athletes, and the world knew that they were forced to be reckoned with at that point. I, I don't know about you guys, but I cannot do a backflip into a pyramid of human beings. Just saying. That takes some skill, some athletic ability, the average Joe off the street cannot do anything close to what these kids can do. 
A combination of dance and theater and gymnastics and circus combined to make this irresistible two minute and 15 second can't take your eyes off them kind of performance. And the world was hooked line and sinker after Netflix. There was no denying the insane athletic abilities of these cheerleaders. These kids have no place on the sidelines anymore. So in July of 2021, cheerleading was recognized by the IOC or the International Olympic Committee. And this is really the first step towards becoming an Olympic sport. Cheerleaders have never really had something to aspire to past a certain level. So this is really going to shake things up. And now the voting committee of the Olympics had given cheer their full recognition. This means that they can compete for gold medals, maybe even as soon as 2028. Now, a lot of the coverage on this topic that I read was disappointing at best. These reporters clearly did not understand cheer as a sport. They talked about it as being a matter of flexibility and how the girls would be excited to be part of the Olympics. No, no, no. We're talking about individuals, again, who can do a freaking backflip onto a pyramid of human beings stacked on top of one another. This goes far beyond being flexible. And by the way, cheer requires a lot of male team members to stunt and hold up those who fly. And a lot of men tumble as part of these complex routines as well. So seeing that the girls will be excited again is a no. But the docuseries Cheer discusses This is a very insular sport. You either get it or you don't. And it looks like the Olympics, well, they seem to get it. And hopefully before long, many more will as well as they watch these talented men and women compete for the gold alongside all the other sports. So for our next story, I did have a bunch of mini stories kind of come flooding in having to do with the heat. And I know we touched on it at the end of yesterday's episode, but it is time to double click and kind of dive deeper and expand into this heat wave because there's so many mini stories related. Let's get into it. So for our first mini story on this subject, California homelessness is all the more troubling now. Remember how yesterday we talked about sort of public cooling stations and them being set up around the country? Well, this is particularly prominent in California where homelessness is rampant and local officials are scrambling to get, you know, cooling stations set up. People out in the heat are barely able to survive. And even though the local government are trying to help relocate people to like small cabins and things of that nature, a lot of people don't even want to go. Excessive sweating, headaches, and aching sunburned skin are just some of the symptoms that this community is experiencing due to the extreme heat. Blythe, California, which is set in the desert, has seen temperatures such as 118 and 120 as the highs as of late, according to the LA Times. Churches have been helping by picking people up and taking them to air-conditioned spaces, but many are still left out in the heat just fighting to survive. I also wanted to let you guys know that this heat wave has been a major hit to the U.S. economy. So if you thought COVID was bad for the economy, 
buckle up because the climate crisis will be far worse and it will last a lot longer. In fact, it doesn't really have an end date. The heat wave of this summer is actually costing the United States economy $2 billion in lost productivity. Human bodies simply cannot work out in these temperatures. Plain and simple, they will die. Everyone from construction workers to farmhands to Amazon drivers to energy workers out in the field and warehouse personnel, a lot of them have gone on strike to protest inhumane working conditions. We are currently experiencing the Earth's hottest temperatures on record overall, and these numbers are only set to go up unless we drastically change our ways. And then I wanted to let you guys know, this is a crazy story related to climate and the heat. An ancient worm has been revived. So there was a worm that has been, you know, frozen in, you know, the permafrost that was supposed to be, as we previously thought, permanently frozen, hence the name permafrost. But this worm has now been unfrozen and it has somehow stayed alive Maybe it was always alive. Maybe it was kind of asleep in the ice. But this worm, it dates back to 46,000 years ago. It hasn't been around for that period of time. So how is this possible? Scientists are definitely scratching their head and they're definitely looking into it. How is it possible for life to be paused for 46,000 years. What else could we be in store for as this permafrost melts? What kind of effect could new species have on our struggling ecosystems? Like many other bugs, these worms only live for a few mere days, but during that time that they were alive in the lab, they went on to spawn several generations And this is going to give us the ability to study these worms in a controlled environment, see what we think the effect might be on our ecosystem, and try and figure out how it is that they have stayed alive for 46,000 years being frozen in the permafrost. Obviously, these experts, that is the question that they are focused on, is how a creature can even survive like this. And they've termed this process cryptobiosis, and this basically means, quote, a state of extreme inactivity in response to adverse environmental conditions, end quote, according to the University of Hawaii at Manoa. So they believe that these worms went into the state of cryptobiosis, basically facilitated by a supply of sugar, but that's kind of all we know about this at the time at this time, but they're going to continue to study it in case it can be helpful for further future scientific breakthroughs. And next up in our mini stories on the heat, 31 consecutive days of extreme heat in Arizona. So Phoenix has really been feeling the heat, you guys, with 31 days of extreme heat on record this summer. And by extreme heat, we mean days where the temps have exceeded 110 degrees. Those who do not have secure housing have obviously been bouncing between libraries and supermarkets and cooling centers and shopping malls just trying to stay cool. There have been a number of heat-related deaths in national parks as well this summer. So in Arizona, they've closed hiking trails in order to keep people safe. 
losing your way can be fatal in these kinds of weather conditions. So it is really important that people don't go wandering off with just a water bottle. Even the desert plants that are, you know, built to thrive in the heat are buckling under these extremed and prolonged temperatures. Agaves and barrel cactuses and more are turning yellow and collapsing. And the people report feeling like they are about to collapse as well. They are sick of this heat and someone on TV even cried out, quote, will the inferno never end, end quote. As we are talking about this extreme heat, I just wanted to go over some safety measures again before we go for the day. Basically, I'm going to discuss the symptoms of heat exhaustion and what to do about them in order to prevent a heat stroke. Let's get into it. So symptoms. According to the National Weather Service, the symptoms of heat exhaustion are heavy sweating, weakness and tiredness, cool, pale and clammy skin, fast but weak pulse, muscle cramps, nausea and vomiting, headaches, and fainting. This in children can often present as a malaise or a general sleepiness. So if you see these symptoms or you're experiencing these symptoms, what do you do to help? Well, again, according to the National Weather Service, you first and foremost need to get to a cool space, so someplace with air conditioning. Remove any unnecessary clothing, Drink a cold water or sports drink and apply ice or cold wet cloth to the skin. I really hope none of us ever have to worry about these symptoms or how to get help in them, but I wanted you guys to be armed with something to do in these most dire situations. Stay safe out there. And lastly for today, I wanted to discuss Chinese malware found in the American infrastructure. So this is going to be really quick, but things like our controlling power grids, communication systems, and water supplies have all been infiltrated by China, according to reports from the U.S. military and national security officials. So what does this mean for us? Well, the biggest thing is we don't know exactly what their plan is here. The initial thought was that these malware systems were set to cut off water or power to our military should China decide to invade. But the government worries now that the impact could actually be much more broad, affecting the lives of everyday Americans. What if cities like Phoenix that we just talked about suddenly did not have power or water during this extreme heat wave? Imagine the consequences. We know that the White House is currently working to prevent such shutdowns, and that is their number one priority in this situation. But there's actually a lot more issues to tackle here. I mean, how did this malware get there in the first place? Who is to blame for it specifically? Like what hackers or, you know, do we have moles in the U.S., you know, security systems? And What is their larger plan for this invasion of U.S. infrastructure? The Biden administration is keeping their cards very close to the chest right now and not even mentioning China by name when talking about the subject, but that is most likely because they know a lot more detail of what they're dealing with and they need to keep things private in order to keep us secure. So, We'll definitely keep you guys posted if more information comes out on the subject, but it's definitely alarming and I wanted to make sure you guys knew about it. And that for today 
is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfree media, all one word on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh.